There we okay. go. Part two. <laughs> that was that was pretty interesting. I I I I had no idea what just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> we we already know this is going off to a great start when All technical right. difficulties is the first minute and thirty seconds. Fucking I, I, anchor. Great. Hey guys, it's JG Jaden Gear. This is a night podcast episode four with Jerry the Prodigy. That's what the fuck it is. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. That's great. Uh, What are you doing on this fine afternoon, evening, nighttime shit? This fine afternoon, evening, nighttime is what you just said. I'm currently working uh, um i currently have final draft 10 open and uh i'm currently working on a screenplay and it's 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 going good i'm two pages in i actually two and a half pages in and it's really testing my metal and i'm trying to you know trying to express myself on onto a a very different medium yeah to compare to what i usually do um so that's basically what i'm doing right now and i'm i'm sort of um doing a whole bunch of other things as well and uh right now i'm you know doing some video editing stuff on the side uh, a little bit of music production I'll, I'll, I'll which i'm i'll get into later on and um and i'm just uh just working really just creatively just working and that's that's what i'm doing right now 2018 yeah. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Um, so let's let's start with how basically me and Jerry met. Um, Jerry, I met you when I was like fucking fifteen, <laughs> and I was uh, it was at the uh, that event with William at Piedmont Hills High School. Was, yeah, yeah, that was the, the walk the plank. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I met you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, because I never saw you at school. So let's just talk about how you heard about the Walk the Plank situation and how did you get there? Let's start with that. Okay, um, that was actually a ways back. Um, I do you do you actually know how how many years ago that was? Like two. It was like two because I'm about to be 18 now. So almost, oh, that's like two, two and a half, maybe three years ago. That's that's crazy. Wait, actually, no, it was 20, it was 2016, but I was still 15. Oh, it was like 16. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy how time flies like that. But um, I, my memory. Okay, so my memory is not to be trusted. So it's just I'm I'm gonna try to remember as much and as like as how much detail possible. So um, if I remember correctly, I okay. So I have a friend called Elijah Ty, and he's He's uh, he's a rapper and he's he's a musician and he's a friend of mine, and he reached out to William, who in turn reached out to me, and so it's you know the web is already like it's for me to allege to William and it, it's spreading out. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the web of things. It's it's already starting to. Anyway, so. Um, William was like, hi, you know, hi, Jerry. It's, it's, and, and then we started talking, and, you know, creatively, stuff like that. And he invited me to uh, walk the plank, and Elijah was going to be there. I was going to be there. One of friends, uh, Elijah's friends is going to be there. And 
uh, you know, William invited me. I said yes. I went there, and I actually met you, uh, Kyle, which is Samita, William, Jeremiah, and a couple of other people actually in person, in the flesh, and I got to actually talk with them creatively, you know, when I was still doing my music thing. And it was a very interesting time. It was it was it was it was beautiful from from sunset to you know dark out. It was it was just music, and it was just a great time. I saw Jeremiah. He, it's I, that's arguably when you know he he started doing his, his thing. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but that's that's basically what I was there for. I was just there for the music, and I was just just there to see what the Bay Area can bring creatively because I really didn't see much of that um, like aside from b- before this event. So I came there with uh, with a certain expectation and um, just blew it out of the water. It's just, it was great. And so, yeah, that's basically the whole shebang of Walk the Plank and you know how I w- met William and all that, and I, I, I'm, I do believe I did spoke to you, um, at Walk the Plank. Although I, I don't necessarily remember all the details. Again, do not trust my memory; it's absolute garbage. So. No, yeah, I, I remember like you talked to me after I played some really shitty songs from like my early days of producing and writing lyrics. It was uh-huh. like a. I mean, to me, not like looking at it now, like yeah, it's like all right, I could have done better. But at the time, it was like fuck, this is crazy. I did this shit. It was um, I think I played Jubilant and I played uh, uh, what the fuck was the name of the song? Holy shit! Sorry, do you have to jog my memory? Uh, I played Jubilant and Philly Cheese. Philly Cheese. Uh-huh. Oh yes, yeah. I, I, I yeah. Yeah, and then I remember the crowd was fucking with it, and I talked to you after. And then I don't really remember what happened after that, but we exchanged like contacts and stuff. And then, oh, yeah. like a year later, this is literally everyone on this fucking podcast. We always talk about No Chill Summer, so let's talk about No Chill Summer again. Shout out! To oh, No Chill Summer. The no- yeah, let's no- talk about let's talk about let's talk about the first one. All right, so first one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Um, obviously because we, we were invited yes. and, um, we, the event was hosted in Palo Alto mm-hmm. and I just want to, I just want to know about your side of the story. Like, how did you get there? You know, uh, my, pers- and- my perspective and my side of the story when it comes to no chill summer, the first one, Uno, um, yeah, like what you said, it was uh, based in Palo Alto. It was, it was just a congregation of uh, a meeting of the minds, a, a mind meld um, of, of all, you know, a whole bunch of young Bay Area creatives, much like Walk the Plank, but organized fashion. I'd say it's more, although it's you know the coming out of the woodwork is it's, it's it's basically you can see that yeah but um how i got to no chill i you know i, I got right there and my role there in no chill summer 
um, I was doing a live DJ set. I was the very first, um, quote, artist, unquote, to perform. And I, yeah, right as everybody was coming in, I was playing just a, I think a 30-minute, 20-minute DJ set. Uh, I don't necessarily remember, again, memory. So, um, and it was it was just very, very interesting seeing all of the artwork displayed and all, all of the um all of the musicians who went after me you included very 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 talented very interesting mm-hmm. and um <laughs> i think after i performed which was very early on in the evening i actually went to uh i think kfc or jack of the box and then i came back and i'm like does anybody want any food so that was a bit of a weird thing <laughs> I, did. I i walked over there I like it. I think it was like ten minute walk, fifteen minute walk. It it was. I mean, I don't know. It was. It was. I had to jump through a, a bit of hoops to get over to that KFC, and then walk back in the evening. So it was very interesting, and then I ate it at the uh, at at the uh, what was that? Was that like a media center or like a TV station? I I'm pretty sure it was a TV station, but it, I ate it outside of the. Station, <laughs> and I think I was sitting outside of the um, TV station, and I was sitting with the uh, some of the some of the other artists, some of the DJs who were actually performing afterwards. Um, I know I think Brainlord was there, Jeremiah, you were there. I'm not sure if Freddie Shanks was there or not, but the second one or the first one? The first one. I'm telling the first that. one. They were. Uh, I think it was like yeah, it was pretty Shanks because Vincent was there. And then his yeah. uh, posse was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily remember the whole lineup of. Um... Yeah, there was a lot of people there. That was yeah. like the very first. It was the very first introduction to like Secret Space before there was Secret Space. <laughs> like that was the first time performing as Secret Space, and then it was um, me. Then there was Jordan Covington. Then there was uh, Jeremiah. The first No Chill. I have the poster right here. The first No Chill was honestly like the greatest. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. you can't beat that one. You can't beat that one. Yeah, one. yeah, no chills. The first one, it, first of like anything, tends to be the best. Hence how we say tend, but not always. But in this case, you know, it, it really hit it out of the park and set a yeah. very interesting standard in my in my book personally. It worked out. Oh yes. Actually, you and me actually have a couple collabs too from like a couple years ago. Oh yes. Uh, work together. Oh shit. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, we have one. It was from wow a year ago. I was like fourteen hundred plays too easily. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I fall in love. That's when I was fucking on some stupid shit, just talking about girls and shit. Oh yeah. It's I, it, the vibe on that one was was very. very I'm fucking. I'm sixteen. Talking about. I guess I fall in love too easily. Like what the fuck. <laughs> whatever that means okay i guess <laughs> all right um uh how did you first get into producing what draw do you what uh drone draw drone what what drew you into making music oh, oh now that is a really good story okay so it's it's yeah i think this is gonna be a bit of a long one but i'm gonna take my time to actually elongate it as long as possible because you know i have time to kill um Back in 2011, 2012, I had an um, 
a member of the family who's no longer part of the family. Uh, divorce. <clears throat> um, and this person <clears throat> in particular, they got me hooked up with uh, Reason 5 and a bunch of, you know, drum kits and um, synthesizers and stuff like that. As, and that really kick-started uh, my musical career. And, and obviously, when you tend to start on something, it, it, it tends to be absolutely dog shit, garbage. And, right. and, you know, I was just playing around in Reason reason five just i had i actually i think i had a midi keyboard either that or i was going over to that person's house and you're just playing with music and stuff like that just and this member of the family was um very entrenched in the music scene rather in the in the very conscious soul hip-hoppy type uh, sort of like a religious christ rapper it's it's i mean it sounded cool at the time but Thinking back onto it now, it's just, it's, it's, it's no, 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 thank you. It's not my cup of tea. But I, I must say the production from this, from this, from this person is, it was absolutely pristine. And I wanted to do something like that, something like that and produce something with soul and emotion and just all, all these sorts of buzzwords now I consider it's just very interesting and yeah i just basically wanted to emulate that specific production style and so i embarked in my musical adventure of uh reason five and that went went about for about from 2012 to i think a year or so afterwards which then i come again oh i'm sorry i thought you said something (laughs) um I'm sorry, I, I seem to have lost my place. Anyways, um, yeah, a year or two after, like 2013, 2014, I was, I was still rocking with um, Reason 5, and I was just making this just awful, like, very simple, simplistic, like, drum beats, like, a kick on the one, a clap on the three, you, you know that type, you know that type. Right. You know, it's a boom, clap, boom, clap. It's just... I did that for a while and then I was I was starting to diversify my what I was listening to. Um I think one of the first like actual hip hop albums which you know got me to move my sound forward was Mad Villainy by MF Doom. Oh yeah, and, my favorite. And that's probably one of my all-time favorites and just I I just religiously like studied doom from his beginnings from kmd to up until now and it's just a very interesting life story of this one man who you know he lost he lost his brother in a traffic accident he went into traffic and died and so he basically shunned the hip-hop world and 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 re-emerged as as a brand new persona a brand new person Mm -hmm. he lost someone and you know Obviously, that takes a toll on someone. So he, uh, from what I'm, from what I saw, he used all of that expression into music, and he's he's basically one of my favorites because he's so versatile, not only in uh, production or instrumentals, but in in songwriting too. He's very very prolific. He's very 
very interesting with his rhymes. I, I, I'm using the word interesting a lot. I, I, my vocabulary is not good. Anyways, MF Doom, I really looked up to him. Madlib as well, and his alter ego, Quasimodo. Um, not sure who else I really looked up to in that time. Maybe Eminem. Maybe 50 Cent. No, 50 Cent's later, but... Um, yeah, that's basically who I looked up to during that time. And along with, you know, the family member who, who taught me how to how to produce. Um, going for a specific type of sound. And after 2014, 2015, I was online. Uh, I was in a couple of fandoms. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name them. I was in a couple of fandoms doing fandom music. I think that's what you call it, like fandom music, like themed around like a show or something like that. And I was just making music based on that. And there was a, I got a little bit of energy on from that, but um, I, I don't talk about that. And then 2015, 2016, I think I moved to FL Studio because I heard it was more user-friendly it was it was much more versatile when it comes to vsts mm-hmm. and a couple of other things really it's just it's just so user-friendly and that's basically what i've used until you know up until recent um and up until recent as to when i sort of really readjusted what i wanted to do creatively and i i just looked at what i was doing right now or back then and then i'm like do i really want to keep doing this and so I basically am on pause right now. I'm not sure if I, I really want to describe it as on pause. I'm not, I, I don't want to describe it as retirement or quitting either. So I'm just like limbo is basically what I'm doing right now when it comes to music. I'm in limbo. I mean, sure, yeah, I'll open up a FL studio and just play around with a couple of keys or anything. It's just not what I want to do right now. It doesn't have the same sort of passion. And yeah, it's not really much else to say about FL Studio. I mean, it's a good program. All in all, good program. I would recommend it. But yeah, so yeah, that's basically the, a little bit of of the whole gist. If you want any any more details, yeah, you know, you can ask. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's that's all I have to say in regards to um a little bit of looking back. <clears throat> So you're just on a hiatus right now. You're just taking a break from it. Um, when it comes to music, yeah. Um, I've been looking at other things. For example, um, video editing. And um, I recently, I think a year ago, I recently bought a. What is this? This is the Canon Rebel EOS T6. Oh, that's and... a great camera. What the fuck? Oh yeah, and it has a. That's the one I have. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> cool, and it has the lens of uh, eighteen to fifty-five millimeters. I I think. Yeah. One to three point five. Yeah. So yeah, that's um that's the camera I've been rocking with. I've been um getting more into photography, video, you know, just video stuff, um, as well as video editing, um, photo editing as well with GIMP and Photoshop, and something I've been study on really brand new is uh screen screenwriting and 
I think I, I think I'm not sure if I mentioned this at the very beginning of this podcast, but yeah, it's something I really want to focus on now. It's like brand new. It's this, it's this, this completely brand new landscape, and I feel like it's. I, I just want to test my metal and see how good I do with um <clears throat> with screenwriting because music, I don't have that same drive. I don't have the same spark when it comes to music anymore. So I think I, I think I'm done with it. Really. Yeah, but I'm probably gonna go back to it. Uh, like I said, be uh, like I said before, limbo. It's all about that limbo. I could go back on it. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't. So wow. yeah, now yeah. Um. So are you still working on an animation? How's that going? Um. Actually, yeah. That's that's actually what I'm doing right now. I'm writing the screenplay for the animation short mm. for an animation short. I'm currently two pages in, and it's actually looking pretty good. I, I'm i sort of reluctant as to release details about this right now as I'm sort of sort of very finicky and very picky about um, about the formatting of this um, this draft here. Just just today, I rewrote like 15, 25% of the scripts and there's only two pages and it's two pages is nothing compared to what what some of the actual screenplay page lengths go to an actual full-length screenplay is 120 pages fuck and i'm only on page two but that's a full that's like an hour a full-length screenplay and uh if i'm going for an animation short that's probably around like 20 pages right 11 to 20 pages because they say like each page should equivalent to like a minute yeah yeah oh i'm actually impressed you know that that's pretty cool yeah it's actually yeah that is that is a rule of thumb i've made a couple films already i've made a couple films already so ah (laughs) i know the game Mm -hmm. i used to do animation too way before like way before i did anything that you guys see now i used to do animation on flipnote hatena if you remember oh, flip note. Yeah, I used to use that, and I had, I had a whole bunch of just old animations. One day, like if I can get like a, a computer with an SD card slot oh, in yeah. it, I could like transfer my old animations so you guys could see them from when I was like ten. But I did that, and then when I got to high school, I took drama because didn't have like a music program that I really fucked with. So I took drama. That was the next best thing. And like, I took an art class too because I'm really in art. I'm still in art. I still do a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And then I think freshman year is when I started making music. Yeah. Late freshman year. That's when I started making music. But this isn't about me. This is about you. I mean, it's never too late to start. It really isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. It really is not. Like, in the last three years I've grown so much as an artist it's insane so much shit has happened since I first picked up my MacBook and like opened up a garage band like it's crazy and thanks to Will like I've done actual shows oh yeah much left to Will shout out to Will for real because he he actually made he, he made a platform for people to actually perform and no one's fucking doing that shit in SJ. No one is. And if they are, it's kind of like, it's ass. But his shit is not ass. Shout out to William on Twitter. I don't know if it's still his at. Let me see. <clears throat> yeah. William W 
I-L-L-Y-U-M-N. Shout out that dude. Bad Omen Events. Shout out Bad Omen underscore events uh, for the hookup. Because without that, I wouldn't have met so many cool people from pretty much fucking everywhere, dude. It was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, so much has happened since then. Like The SSP boys, I met uh, Bleach Sun boys. I met Tyler from Platform Media. Shout out Tyler. Shout out Jester from Platform Media too. Shout out um, Vincent from Pretty Shanks. Shout out Pretty Shanks. Shout out The Accidents. Shout out, I'm trying to think. Shout out uh, Sam Ruckus. Sam Ruckus too. Shout out Maya. Shout out all those people. Shout out to all those cats. They're fucking, they're talented. And you're going to see us somewhere, bet, in like the next maybe two or three years. Tops, maybe two. You'll see us doing big things, big things, yeah. big things. Definitely, I definitely, I definitely see the people you've just mentioned on good endeavors, especially. Um, I'm sure if you mentioned it, but Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jaylory. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking of him, he actually like sent me one of his songs that he's currently working on right now, and oh my god, let me tell you, I'm not gonna spoil nothing, but like. This man, he has grown so much. Nobody's messing with him. Shout out Jay Lori. I think his Twitter ad is like underscore J Lori. A-L-J-L-O-R-E-E. He, that man is cooking up something good. I've been fucking with him since he released um what was his when was that one EP? What was it? What was the, what was the it? album cover with the, the, the diamond in it? The one with the yeah, diamond in I it? think I actually have it. I, I actually um Speaking I physically have album. a copy of it too. I have the copy too. Yeah, I have the physical TD. Yeah. Speaking of that album, I actually produced a track for him really? on that album. Let's see if I can find the album here. I, you know, this is this is all recorded on a phone. So apologies if you're you at home found it, found it. desktop uh, or have... headphones. Yeah, it was, it was called Rough Edges EP. There you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> he found yeah, it. I have his. I have his Rough Edges EP and I have his Forever Twenty Seven uh, CD as well. Both of them, I have both of them. My hand and my favorite, my favorite song from um, Rough Edges was um, "Save My Life." That was my favorite song. He went the fuck in on that. And then your, uh, your oh yeah, you you produce investments. I remember that. that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Investments. And then you also had that one that one song with uh, Melanie. If, like that one remix. If I die day. That shit was beautiful. And then Forever 27, I fucked with Forever 27. But I think he's moved on from that. And then he released 12 Labors. 12 Labors is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I feel like his next project's going to take him somewhere else. This man is somewhere else. Um, yeah, shout out Jeremiah. I'm proud of him. He's doing his thing. Even though some fucked up shit's going on in his life right now. And he just keeps pushing. Like a lot of fucked up shit happens to this man. I don't know why, but I I, I guess it gives him more writing material. You feel me? Yeah, I guess uh, it's under pressure to make a diamond, and you know his diamond is coming out. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. showing his inner potential. You know. Yep. And hardships make good men, and this man is a good man. <laughs> he's a definitely. You're hella weird. Hmm. You're hella weird. Oh yes, I'm I'm embracing that. I I embrace the weird. I like I, that. Yeah, I'm proud of you. And yeah, that's okay. That's that's one tip of advice I want 
to give the listeners to stay weird. And, you know, if people call you, you know, names like, oh, yeah, uh, like a degenerate or like weirdo or they refuse to hang out with you or, or you know, just, just kick them in any the basic just form of social contact, I just keep on trucking. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you're outside of the box. I mean, you may as well right. be on the outside that would be conforming in the in the center. Hey. Yeah? What about this generation irks you the most? One thing. One thing about this generation, I mean, like millennials, like this, the the current. If you, if you want to say millennials, sure, but you're going to fucking, you're going to come foul at yeah. me because I guess I'm a yeah, millennial. Yeah, I mean, if, if a millennial, I mean, I'm still in that bracket. I think I think 97 was the last year for millennial mm. and I was born in 1997. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm probably include myself in this bracket, but whatever. Um, if I were to actually really analyze what annoys me the most about this current generation and this current generation, I know that's very general, but um, I'd say like, 16 and under there i i actually haven't given it much thought that's that's the thing i'm like i'm so focused on the now and just everything around me i just haven't really focused on what this generation as has really like striving for like its ideals i mean if i were to give it like a five ten minute thought then yeah i could probably come up with something but like on the fly like this is a little bit difficult. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll pass on that question. I'll, I'm probably gonna skip on that question. That it's just I can't okay. I can't think of anything right now. Uh, biggest fear. Biggest fear. I actually have multiple biggest fears, but the one which really scares me the most is failure. That's and, so understandable. And yeah. That's I know that's people are gonna are probably gonna be like oh um, fear of failure that's that's such a mundane such a very weird thing to to fear but it's it's ever so present in our life and in, in whatever we do whether we're in college or high school or working a, a job at a, a um, like Great America or the AT and T Stadium or whatever. Failure is always going to be present, no matter what we do. I mean, unless you're right. like a, I mean, unless you're like an uh, an anime freak who stays in his room all day, just jacking it to anime. Um, actually, I think that constitutes as a failure. If you're doing that, you're a failure. Don't do that. <laughs> so, don't jack it to anime cat girls and don't have a job. Don't do that. <laughs> that's basically yeah. That's 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 a fear like if becoming like someone you you really do not want to become or not really achieving the status you you you've set you've attained for yourself the goals you've set for yourself and i've experienced failure firsthand i mean we all have but in my case you know i i actually want to get down to the nitty and gritty and i want to get real personal with them my my struggles and hardships i mean you may be thinking oh you know this guy doesn't have any struggles or hardships but i i beg to differ everyone does no matter how small no matter how big everyone has them so 
I'm gonna get mm-hmm. a little bit personal with my my like my life and a little bit more recent failures. Um back in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, I graduated high school. Whoop whoop, big big deal, right? And mm-hmm. I applied for San Jose City College off of South Bascom. Yeah. And going in, I, uh, okay, so I just graduated high school. I was at a very specific point in my life where I was just miserable. I was, I was just begging myself internally, like my inner dialogue was begging, don't go, don't go. Why are you doing this? It's, it's, it's not worth it. What are you going to do in the future? It's, it's like my inner dialogue was very, very antagonistic. It was very, very self-doubting, self-questioning. And I know, I, 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 I mean, if you're out there and you're dealing with that, that's, I, that is something that could, that, that could definitely stick with you for a while. And, and I, I completely understand what, what this inner dialogue it can do to you. It can it can mess you up. It can send you down into a spiral spiraling pit you don't even realize. And anyways, going back to what I was saying earlier, um, I graduated high school. Big deal. Good. I got my diploma. I went to San Jose City College. First semester. I wasn't in the right mindset. And what do you mean by? Uh, and you might be asking, what 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 do we mean by that? What what is the right mindset okay first of all i had a very fixed mindset from my high school days i was very stubborn i was i would i would get distracted a lot um i didn't really prioritize work i was lazy i i mean i still am it's just back then it was so much severe it was awful and you know i was very angry i, was, I wasn't mature I, I, I wasn't a lot of things, and I was a lot of things. Was a lot of bad things, wasn't a lot of good things. Yeah. And that eventually led me to getting just absolutely poor grades the first semester. And the second semester, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it again. And then you can probably guess what happened. I didn't change my mindset. Nothing else changed. You can you can basically correlate what happens with your mindset and your results. I mean I mean that's sort of how I analyze it now. But and so guess what? I dropped out. I dropped out and I was working at McDonald's at the time and then that sent me even deeper. And I I, I didn't even realize I can get that deep into whatever the state of emotion was depression anger i don't know what it was it was just a mishmash mishmash of shit and garbage you don't want to be in right i know i know exactly what you're talking about actually but continue but continue um yeah there's just a a at that point i'd rather be set on fire and tossed in a garbage bin than work or go to community college at that at that specific point in time and i just felt that way from early 2016 to march of 
2017. So I worked from then at McDonald's. And as, as you would imagine, working at McDonald's is not the best idea, but it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a first job and it's a job. It's two things for different, different types of people. It's a dead end job for the people who can't secure, um, like in, like an actual job or don't have the credentials or whatever, or it's a first timer job for an inexperienced teenager. Right adult teenager turned adult which was me i was 18 at the time so um i was working there i was working saturdays i was working weekends it, 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 you can probably imagine what that was like so not fun um i worked there for about eight months i would imagine i i, I don't remember nine months and then i'm like i need to find a better paying job I know I'm wasting. I'm blowing my money on the virtual game items. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be doing. Um, and and I was just do. I was just wasting my money, and wasting my life, wasting my money. Uh, uh, and it was. It was. It was. It was a dead end. Another dead end. So. I applied for this one. Um, I'm not sure what it's called. It's. What it's really referred to as, but it's called the San Jose Conservation Corps, and it was it was one part high school for disadvantaged youth, which obviously I graduated high school, so I didn't need to go there. So, and the second part it was environmental projects, and what I meant by uh, what they meant by environmental projects is that I, I would I would work with the city of San Jose and the county of, of Santa Clara, so with environment tasks i was working with um the county parks i was working with caltrans i was working with the santa clara county roads at airports i was working with all these sorts of manual labor blue collar um uh departments and it was very interesting let me say the least i got i got i started off at 1450 mm-hmm. and i worked there for nine months and I have more I have some pretty interesting stories when it came to working there however it was probably one of the most mundane cycles I I would I would ever like experience so far I would get up at six or seven and I'm not a morning person right yeah I would get to the the main the main office, which is one part high school and one part environmental projects, I would head to the environmental projects area. They would they would have all these vans. Um, I'm not sure what what make or model of the vans. It was like a, it was like a multi person van for like nine people, ten people. But we would load up these vans with um, hand tools. And, you know, all, all these sorts of, like, physical equipment tools. And we'll just go out, uh, depending on contractor, um, Caltrans. If it was Caltrans, we'd go out on the side of the highway and, you know, do mundane shit like weed whack. And and um, I think weed whack was one of the main things. Um, you know, use a pole hedger to chop down, you know, tree limbs and... 
That's not that's not a job an eighteen year old should be working. Yeah, that's not the type of job you want. I mean, although it, it paid well, I mean, sort of well, but not 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 the well you would expect. Anyways, it not a job you would expect an eighteen year old, nineteen year old to work. And it it was it was very physically strenuous. Um, I have incurred a little bit of damage physical damage and mental damage to my body um especially to my ears so it's that's another factor as to why i sort of quit music um and especially it took a real big toll on my like my spirit i I, okay that sounds really pretentious spirit soul mental whatever it is but it affected me in sort of a negative way and it, however, it did open me to the realities of of working a blue collar working class job. Mm-hmm. And I come from, you know, I, I'm just a middle class guy. I'm just an average guy. I'm just an average Joe. Okay. The average Joe. Average Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just an average guy. I, you know, I I have no experience uh, no really heavy physical experience with this sort of stuff from uh, from seven o'clock to 4 p.m i was just on my feet just shuffling around doing physical work get on the poetry get on the chainsaw get on the yada 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 nope i worked there for nine months again it was strenuous it was not fun and I remember a couple of times where um, the contractors would send us out to homeless camps and we would do homeless encampment cleanup. And um, I saw a lot of things, really. I saw some of the worst things, poverty and and, and, and just not having a home and just everything what it does to you and it's just it's so disenfranchising just seeing all these things i've i've cleaned up i've seen so many heroin needles i've seen so many i've seen so many bags of shit i've seen i've seen so many like just blood i've I've seen guns i've seen i've seen things you know just you wouldn't necessarily be seeing if you were above a certain social class you understand so you want, I saw a bunch of things, basically, just to sum it all up, I saw a bunch of things, a bunch of bad things. I saw the faces of drug abuse, the faces of, 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 of people whose who society have just, have just left them. And there was no hope for them. I, unfortunate to say, I want, I'm being real here. There was no hope for them. Society, no, they're just they're just gonna be out there. The cops are gonna show up. Oh, you can't, you can't, you can't loiter here. You can't set up your tents here. You guys gotta go, otherwise gonna, we're gonna arrest you. And they just move, and then they ju- they just congregate and they set up tent again. And then the cops come and then they tell them the same thing. And the cycle goes over and over and over and over and over. What kind of life is that? How does society? How does society get to that? Why is poverty still around? Why can't we? 
and that's another thing which has sort of really inspired me. It's like this, the human condition, this, like, how can we be treating people like this? And I don't know. It's, I've seen a lot of things. I've, I've said it, I've said it again. And yeah, this just, that's just one of the many stories, but it's not always Debbie Downer at that last job I had this, uh, um, I went up to, I'm not sure what mountain it was, but it was a mountain near the, uh, near the East foothills. I did fire cleanup with cow fire and it wasn't really necessarily cow fire, but, it, um, like fire cleanup cleanup, but it was like the aftermath of like this brush fire. And we basically, uh, we used the chainsaws and pole hedges to you chop down dead trees, like dead tree limbs and stuff. It was just this, this entire square feet area. It was huge. And it was just a circular pattern of like, uh, of like a ranch. And it was just completely charred, like toast, like burnly, really bad burnt, like toast it was all charred all black it was just devoid of life and i remember my 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 steel toe boots was just clumping around in there i heard the crunch and it was there was no life it was just it was just charred and you know i sort of looked aside from that and you know did my job and I, when i was up there it was it was probably a very one of the most beautiful views i've ever seen it was over overlooking the valley. It was overlooking, <clears throat> excuse me, everything. It was overlooking everything. It's and you know it's it's it was one of those times where you just really stop and think about where you're at right now. And I sort of thought about the homeless, and I thought about me, and I thought about where I'm going in life, and you know if I'm making the right decisions, stuff like that. And that sort of really sparked, uh. A, a change in my mindset that that was one of the prerequisites of what my mindset is currently at right now so i a couple months later i quit the the job i was at and then i applied for cinnabon and that and that's that's a completely different change from what i was doing i was doing blue collar work and now i'm working at cinnabon that's that's a whole different atmosphere that's a whole mm-hmm. different environment that's that's something different and i mean the transition between those two jobs was a bit easier because you know for one i had experience with i had experience with customer service you know back at mcdonald's i was on cashier yeah. again <laughs> so if, if if you see me at a job you're probably gonna see me on cashier even though i'm not really good at with people i i'm i'm an introvert which is really weird it's i i i don't know Dude, it's your job. Like, I fucking, I'm a people's person, but when I work, I hate people. Oh yeah, that's me. That's definitely me. Like, I mean, if if someone I know, then obviously I'm gonna be the nicest I can. I, okay, I have a bias between regular customers and friends and family and whatever. I'll admit that. Obviously. I have a obviously. bias. Obviously. And. Obviously, if some some dickhead comes in saying, "Oh, you forgot the ice on my drink," oh, can I see your manager? <laughs> now, um, he's gonna start a shitstorm because <laughs> I didn't put ice in his goddamn drink. Here, take my puke. I'm gonna put it in your drink. 
in your goddamn drink. <laughs> it's it's sort of like um that one scene from SpongeBob where SpongeBob and Squidward they deliver a pizza to a guy's house and the guy's oh, yeah. like where's my where's my, where's my medium doctor kelp? <laughs> oh yeah, now that's a classic one because you know, every right you have basically have every right to just go uh, basically go all out because you you're doing the work and this guy's just sitting at home being a lazy jack off. Doing wow, nothing. Like, I work at I work at N now, dude. Sometimes the people who come in there are just fucking. Oh my god. Mm. So, uh, are you on cashier? It's, I'm I'm wondering because you know it's the way in and out works. Like they can they can they can put you anywhere if like you level up like level, level up. <laughs> like level one is like you're just doing drinks and driving and stuff like that, and then dining room, and then level two is like you get a drawer, so you like work a register, and then. You get pay window, and then level level three is like you start working on fries and stuff like that. Like it works up, and you get raises every time you level up. Yikes! So I'm a level three, and huh. I think I want to stay that way because I don't want to go any higher. I'm probably gonna be leaving soon anyway because this I like I I know it's I know everything you talked about. I can relate to everything, like the the feeling of like depression and like that feeling of unsettlement. Like you don't know, you don't know the feeling, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like this dark void inside your stomach, and it shit hurts. And it's like, it's a feeling of like not knowing what the future holds. It's a feeling of it's so uncertain. Yeah, the, yeah. That's what that's the word. There we go. The feeling of uncertainty. I used to. That's what I used to say. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sad. I'm not happy. I'm not mad. I just I'm so uncertain. And like at one point, I was. At one point at, at my job, I was taking orders. And I've already said this. I think I said this on a podcast already. But I was taking orders. And I just finished talking to this one person, gave them their drink or whatever. And I stood back and I, like, just looked around. And I saw people working that were, like, in their late 30s, early 40s. And they're still working at, like, a burger like a burger joint. Like, shouldn't you be, like, at home with your kids enjoying yeah. your life? Yeah, yeah. And then I started looking around. And I was like, dude, this is not for me. Like, I knew I'm only here because money, right? But yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to be doing something like, I, this can't be my life. I need to be an artist. I need to do something like I actually enjoy because if I'm not, it's just a waste of time to me. Money is not everything to me. Oh, I, yeah. I don't give a fuck about money. I, I give a fuck about creating. Mm-hmm. So if, if one day shit pops off and my full-time job is just creating, that's great because my main focus is not money. Will that be a factor? Yeah. Do I want to be successful? Of course. Do I want to get big, fancy things? Yeah, because I think if I work hard enough and I actually, you know, polish my craft to where I can actually benefit off of, like, actually making money that way, why the fuck not? Why shouldn't I be able to, you know? So when I I was standing around and I was looking around me, I was like, this is not for me. I got to get out. I can't be, like, I know I'm only, like, 17, about to be 18, but this is not, this is not it. This is not the way. I can't. I can't be being told. I can't do that. I don't like. I'm a leader. I can't be. I can't be being told what to do. Fuck that shit's so annoying. I hate that shit. Oh yeah, especially if it's like some some nagging forty year old. Oh, JJ, can you go and get uh the ketchup from the black mite or something like that? It's just so yeah, yeah for so real. Like, like it's it's too much and it's like irritant. I mean, yeah, it's your job, so it doesn't bother me. That's my job. Like, yeah, whatever. I can do that. But the fact it always sits in the back of my mind, like I can't be just sitting around taking orders from anybody. Exactly, it's like free spirit. I can't do it. I'm too. I'm too. I'm too much of an individual. So I understand that whole idea of am I making the right decisions? Because trust me, fuck, I hate school. I don't want to go to this. I don't want to go to college. But you know, I I'm not even going to like a 
a community college for right now, at least. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen because I, I I applied to a music. I'm applying to a music institute in Los Angeles, and it's it's if I'm going to school, it's gonna be an art school. I'm not going to a fucking community college because I I can't I can't take fucking math and English classes. Oh yeah. I want to be a music artist. What the fuck type of shit? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, right now, it's just, I can really care less about the general ed stuff. It's just, I just really want to get into the nitty gritty of, of, of media. It's what right. I envision my major to be is uh, radio, television, uh, film, TVF. And San Jose State has a good program for that. UCLA has a good program for that. Fullerton has a good program for that. It's just, all of these, a lot of these um, California universities, I, I, I think there's one in Texas as well, but... A lot of the, I mean, to get a degree, obviously you need general ed, you need to do your studies, you need to do all of that. It's just, I really just want to get this over with so I can get to the stuff I'm passionate about. Right. Like, I don't, I, I could really care less about doing introduction to sociology or like uh, in, uh, history or math, which I'm really shit at. It's just I just want to I just want to do all the fun the stuff I see as fun I want to do, I want to do something with my life. That's, That's why the this main whole system goal. is fucking corrupt and fucked up because it's like they put you in this box where you can't even you can't even do what you want to do because you need to do what they want you to do so you can be successful. Yeah, stupid. you need to and not, and not even system. and not not even that because there's no guarantee you being successful by getting a fucking degree. So it's still it's still a fucking well, we'll see what happens type shit. Yeah, it's a dice roll. But it's stupid. Yeah, Fuck I'm... school. You heard it right here on the night podcast with Jerry the Prodigy. Jaden here says it again. Fuck school. Uh fuck I mean everyone who runs it, fuck the government, fuck the fuck people telling you what to do. Fuck the people who can't be created. Fuck the people who are individuals. Fuck people who aren't on your level. Fuck people who decide to come on and everything you do. Fuck people who are stuck in this fucking box. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. All right, yeah. now back to you. Um. <laughs> oh well, that was that was a very loaded statement there, Jaden. Oh yeah, um, fuck the bitch ass motherfuckers at school who think they're too fucking cool and haven't been fucking with me since freshman year because whatever reason. You know, motherfuckers don't like like they'll just be like, oh, I fucking hate Jaden. I'm the nicest fucking dude. I don't understand that shit. Piss off, bitch ass. Fucking this short little black bitch had some problems with me. And I swear to God, I swear to God, if I ever blow the fuck up and I see her on the street, I'm calling her out, you fat black bitch. Wow. <laughs> You've made a loaded statement even lo- even more She fucking loaded. stinks too. I bet she fucking stinks. I bet her vagina smells like fish tartar sauce. <laughs> this is just the seven layer burrito now. That's all it is. Oh my god! I'm so angry because she's so, such a so, bitch. Like, I did nothing. I'm like the nicest dude, and one day she's all, "Yeah, I don't want to go with him because he's he's annoying, this and that." Or I fucking hate it. What the fuck did I do to you? I'm living my life, enjoying it, and being happy, and you're just being mad and salty because you're fucking four two, you short fucking bitch. Yikes! Midget. You goddamn leprechaun. You oompa loompa. <laughs> Where's Willy Wonka, bitch? All right. She's Sorry. a if she's a leprechaun, she's obviously not going for the gold. She, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd have her eat my ass with jelly. <laughs> oh man, she fucking did. dyke. Sorry, that wasn't on the night podcast. We do not shame anybody who is of a homosexual who's homosexual. We don't shame anybody for being different or weird because we're all fucking weird here. Where's especially no me? Meaning. 
probably one of the weirdest guys you know. I mean, one of the weirdest guys you know. But I, I'm, I'm, if I'm being honest, you know, I'm probably up there in the top top twenty. Anyway, hmm. Tardis Foss. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, um, can I get a uh, what's, what are those fries called? Crazy fries, wild fries, animal fries, sir. Animal. Yes. Can I get? Can I get? A, can I get a side of that? You fucking annoying fucks. Can I get a small coke? <laughs> hey, can I have your watch? It's like, Dude, it's like you're a great voice actor. Holy fuck. Yes, I. I mean, I. I want to be like JG Quinto, where I'm just like I'm just using my regular. JG Quinto was my biggest inspiration when I was in like I was still doing animation. I just got back in animation like just not too long ago, but mm-hmm. JG Quinto was like one of my favorite fucking animators. Regular show was my my shit. I have a poster in my yeah. room. That's how fucking how much I love regular show. Yeah, regular <laughs> show. It's it's just a regular show. Adventure Time, Steven Universe, Star Wars, Sports of Evil, Gravity Falls. Right, right. All of these cartoons, I've I've really, you know, in the past year, it's just a research and stuff. I've just been watching cartoons. J.D. Quinzel has another cartoon coming out, too. Yeah, it's called, it's, it's, I think it's on TBS. Yeah, because it's it's fucking adult as shit. Yeah, it's the adult, um, regular show, I think. Should be. It's fire. Yeah, he can finally swear and cuss and curse and do all the sorts of shit he wanted to do on CN. Right. Going... So I'm glad for him. I would really love to meet JG Quint- <clears throat> Quinto or like any of the other creators I, I look up yeah. to, especially Ian Jones Cordy. That's a man who I really, really, really look up to. He's he's very well spoken about, you know, the animation industry and creating things in general, especially cartoons. Okay, KO. I know he was an uh, animation supervisor on Adventure uh, Bros. Um, he was, I think, co-executive producer on Steven Universe. Is he Which the one who fucking? Show? Is he the one who fucking wrote for OKKO? Okay yeah, he's he's the showrunner. He's the creator. He's the guy. Right. Who, who, yeah, he's the guy who's he's the head honcho, the mastermind behind it. And I just really love what he's doing with his style and how he creates these like like these sorts of these sort of worlds. Like, I want to be able to create um a, 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 a like an animated world like that. Hence why I'm writing this um. This animated screenplay, it's it's obviously gonna be short, but um that's why I'm writing it. It's because I wanna I wanna do something similar to what JG Quintel, and George Cody, Rebecca Sugar, Alex Hirsch, Justin Rylander, Dan Harmon are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I w I wanna be like them. I I look up to them. It's just there's no easy way to do this. It's just coming up with the world, coming up with creations, coming up with so many things. It's so difficult. And it's it's just what more can I say? It's just I'm I'm two pages into a to a script which could could potentially be in my digital dustbin, which is a hard drive forever. Like I need to make this work. I want to create. It's just not in the music sense anymore. I want to create with audio. No, no, with audio, with visuals. You know what I mean? It's it's still like that spark. It's like. I don't yeah, know how to describe it. It's it's yeah. there. It's I there guess. for me now, but it's in a different form. You just got to keep grinding, Jerry. Honestly, because no one's telling you you can't do this and that. You just got to keep pushing it. Honestly, yeah. And like it's 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 also a mind game too. Like again, like what I said previously about mindset. 
and having a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. With a growth mindset, you're open to new ideas. You look back and recognize your mistakes in the past before changing your mindset. Um, you're very open. You're very, you just, all these sorts of things are very receptive and very open. Just basically very open is what I meant to say. And having a, 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 a fixed mindset is being very closed-minded. So I'm, I'm trying to, my best to have an open mindset and <clears throat> and just get the script done, get the draft done. I mean, I'm probably, I'm, it's, it's just a, it's just draft number one, really. I don't know how many pages it's going to go up to. It's just draft one and whatever I have left, I send it to some of my friends and, and get their feedback and mm-hmm. I'll go from there. I mean, just today, like what I said earlier, I rewrote like 15 to 25% of the script because my inner dialogue thought there was something wrong with it. But now I'm looking at it and it looks a little bit more like a little bit more coherent. So maybe I'm going to start paying attention to what I'm like actually like really focused on what I'm really thinking about now. And I'm I'm just hoping I, I get into screenwriting more and I, I write a good script and someone picks it up or something. I mean, nothing's certain. I just want to do this for fun. I would do this if nobody would write, would read my scripts. So that's what I want to do now. So, yeah. <clears throat> Ain't that a bitch? Oh, yes. The struggles of an artist. St- struggles of being creative. Struggles so of... Are you- are you mm-hmm. still working at a Cinnabon? Oh no, no, no! I quit, and now um, I'm full time as a student at the San Jose City College. I'm doing my general oh. ed right okay. now, 2018 semester one. I'm restarting, restarting everything, fresh start. So right now, I I, I know obviously a different mindset. So um, it's just I'm just hoping for the best. I just want to get it done. And I'll do any any steps necessary to in order to succeed, because damn and I want that degree. Even though if it even if it doesn't get me anything, I still want it. You know, I can't yeah. I can't hit anything if I don't shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another you know that's a little tip for um you listeners. You can't hit anything if you don't shoot. So go ahead and shoot, but don't literally shoot people because you might kill people and they might die. So don't well, do that. Yeah, that's a possibility. I would, I, I would assume. <laughs> but figuratively, shoot for your goals. Shoot for the moon, and you'll shoot. land in stars. Shoot, shoot. So yeah, that's that's basically my advice, and <clears throat> that's basically you know sort of a little bit of the gist of my story. Um, I'm not sure if I omitted anything or not. It's probably not, but. Um. Yeah, that's basically what I have to say. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I've asked everybody this. Oh, where do I see myself in five years? Uh, probably graduated from a, a university and pursuing a job. I'm working a part-time job to fund myself, probably independent or something. Mm. So I'm 
That's probably realistically. That's that's. I mean, ambitiously, that's what I see. Realistically, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. Because you gotta have a, a realistic angle and an ambitious angle. I mean, at least for me, that's ambitious. Being what? What would you? The best possible, like, what could it be? based on where you're at right now and realistically is obviously like take a good look at yourself take a look at what you're doing right now are you doing well are you failing what could you do to to fix to remedy your situation and if you if you've already taken the appropriate steps to fix it then you know good on you but if you haven't then you're probably gonna wind down a, a pretty bad road which will have pretty bad consequences so do all you can and uh, it, it, within your power to if if you're in that situation do anything you can to remedy the situation obviously in a legal way um and just just reflect on what you're doing right now and is it just ask yourself do i want to be doing do i want to be like do i want to be still be creating music in three to five years do i still want to be uh uh making videos and shooting music videos in five years do i still want to be uh um you know, just doing things in five years. I, I don't know what that means, but just analyze and go from there. So, yeah. Well, shit. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Came with the heat on this one. Yeah. I mean, like what I, like what I said to Twitter, I have a lot to say. Yeah. And you... I, haven't really, I haven't really had the proper out, outlet to say what i want it's just i'm not good with words and i'm getting better hopefully but just relaying all this information i hope whoever's listening if you're listening if you're actually listening hopefully this information can impart itself on you in a positive light and if it doesn't well you know i tried but yeah that's that's basically what i have to say yeah and i've only had like four four podcasts up till this point does that to be the most most serious one you know to, oddly enough the other ones we were just fucking just fucking around and like yeah we talk about the future and what i've come to realize is all of us have this whether we admit it or not all of us have this sense of um that one feeling that feeling of uncertainty mm-hmm. everybody Every single one of us. And that's what I think is going to drive us to be successful. Because because we're uncertain, I feel like that just leaves us open to ignorance. And, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Oh, yeah. So if we're ignorant to all these obstacles and whatnot, I feel like nothing can stop us. I know that yeah. sounds kind of weird. I don't know if I put that the right way. But I feel like because of all of us thinking, like, okay, this is really uncertain am I doing the right thing? Well, fuck it. I'm going to keep going until I can't do it anymore. I got to be dead for me to stop. Yeah. I mean, whatever inspires you, whatever is your driving factor to create or keep on existing in this realm, don't lose sight of it. Don't, don't be like me where you, you just, you just give up. And I've given up so many times. I've like what I said earlier, I've give I gave up on college I gave up on, 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 on feeling happy for, I've, I've gave on, I gave up on feeling all these sorts of emotions for a good period of time. And that's ultimately really made me think about my situation right now and thinking about 
like not only myself but the world in general i mean the world right now is good and bad depending on your viewpoint and i'm i'm not a person to judge depending right. on politics i don't judge because you know, i'm a centrist and either you or a listener or whomever they're gonna not advised does not support trump sorry and go on I mean, those certain viewpoints right there, there, that, that is a cause for chaos right there. Different opinions. I mean, am I saying everyone should be like the same, everyone should hold the same opinion? No. But it's, it's a fickle mistress being on one side of the political spectrum and being on the other side. Or I'm being in between, I'm on neither side. I'm independent. Yeah, I mean that's I I I think that I think that is centrist. So like if we're neither or like in between or shifting, that I think that that is defined as centrist. But I could be wrong. This is probably going to be a commenter who is just chewing my ass out because I I prefer to a centrist is wrong or whatever. But anyways, fuck them. Fuck all. Yeah, whatever. Screw that. Who the fuck cares, honestly? Yeah, it's not like people really give a shit about Night of Eyes, like it's big or anything. It's literally like I think I I think my my maximum view, like listeners at this point is like twenty five people, so like a classroom of kids. Oh, uh, twenty five is good. Twenty five is is good. It's a good starter, I'd say, with a good mindset and work. Actually, yeah, that's not that bad. Actually, now I'm thinking about it because people are are just now starting to fuck with my music heavily just because of my single. So yeah, yeah, because that last, I feel like Night of Eyes will get a lot more exposure through the podcast with all these different artists and my music, my music number one, because I'm always I'm always talking about being a knight or some shit in one of my songs, so I'm fucking mm-hmm. ugly. But... Yeah, and like different viewpoints and different um coming from different realms and social classes and everything. It really it will give you a, a very uh, I think this podcast in general is a good a really good method of exploring different things in life because you can get like different viewpoints and where people come from and their opinions and the like, um, right. you know, whether it be serious or, or funny and um, you get to hear people's stories and your story, my story, uh, secret space program stories, um, uh, black and sun. Is that his name? Well, no, bleep. Bleach it, was Juno, it was Juno's rocket from Bleach Sun. Juno's rocket. Yeah, you can hear his story. And Tyler from Platform Media. Oh yeah, and Tyler. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear everyone and everyone after me and everyone after them, and you can hear their story and you can, you can compare, contrast, you can do anything and it's just. And they'll be online forever. You'll literally be able to go back to each and every one of them. Oh yes. So that's that's a good thing about internet. Nothing dies. Oh, I want to do that. Nothing dies on the internet. Yeah, I want to do a thing where, like, I look back, like after, like after the success, and then we like re-listen to like a lot of the podcast again. Was it in between and be like, remember when you said this, or like, how has this changed since before oh, yeah. the thing? But that would be way. That'll be way smooth from now. A lot of shit's gonna happen in this in this year in general, like just in this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, the world it's is gonna be crazy. Everything's changing. Yeah, everything's changing so fast. Be I'll be a grown ass man. That's scary. I could actually go to big boy jail. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> my throat's getting a little bit sore here. I I did not expect to be talking for this long straight, but it is good exercise. 
it is really good exercise for vocals. Well, Jerry, I mean, fuck, I you kind of you pretty much answered questions I was gonna ask you anyway. Like okay, you, 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 you did the right thing, and I was like, okay, fuck, that's another question off the market. I really have no other further questions. You really delve, like dove in and. A lot of the questions, like, I asked you, like, you didn't know how to answer. You kind of already answered them. Like, the one I was talking about, like, what irks you the most about this generation. You started talking about, like, helping people and, like, why the fuck can't we help, like, the homeless and shit like that. So, that's that could be one thing uh, that irks you about the generation. Perhaps, yeah. So, you, you did answer a lot of my questions. I don't have anything, like... And you, <laughs> you literally, like, you literally, like, explain, like, your inspirations and shit. When I was going to ask you, like, who are your biggest inspirations? Like, all right, that's another question. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I like to be thorough. <laughs> all right, then I just, I just gotta, I just gotta ask this one more time. Yeah. So, you, you have the, cho- you have the option of either going back to producing. Do you think that's feasible? Would you ever produce for your like, cartoon or, 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 um, or score your own films? Um, I mean, right now, okay. So, like what I've explained earlier, it's this. I don't think this is a quote cartoon unquote, but what I originally envisioned months ago, it was a cartoon. Yes, it was a full fledged like actual thing. And that's obviously too big for me. That is, uh, that is again, failure. I've learned from failure and I failed at that project. And I don't think it's too too big for you, dude. Honestly, I think you can do it. I mean, okay. You so just I'm, you just I'm, set really high standards for yourself, and it psychs you out. I think you can do it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm talking about like actual like okay. I'm talking within the span of five years or so. I'm talking about turning broadcasting system like actual syndicated 100 episode things. So that, that's that's a lot of manpower. Like within the next five years, that's probably that's next to impossible. I'm being completely honest here. But if I'm to do something like an animated short. And do multiple segments, multiple parts, split it up, split it up into bite-sized pieces. I can do that. Right. It's just it all starts with take your time, dude. It all starts with one. You gotta you gotta take it yeah. slow. Yeah, and that's why I'm so, so don't say don't say you're a failure then, because nothing's even happened yet. Yeah. Just because you haven't succeeded yet doesn't mean you failed. Right. Well, I mean it all yeah, like what you said, it starts with one and I'm already on two pages. <laughs> So I'm 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 hope I'm hopeful this script will go somewhere. It's something I'm working on. Is this corny shit like that again? I'll beat the fuck out you. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways, um, shit. I think I lost my my train of thought again. Uh, what was the original question? I I apologize. I was just asking like if you're ever gonna score your own like. Films. Oh oh yeah. Um, you should you should you should. Because you had a lot of equipment in your fucking house. I don't know why you wouldn't use that and put it to use. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm currently looking at my uh, Behringer X2242 USB. It has XLR. It has multi. I think it, how many channels is that? Uh, 16 for XLR and 16 for... Yeah, it's 16 channel. And um, I have an Akai MPK49 and... A blue Yeti microphone with uh, dual pop filters. Blue Yeti, you dick! I don't have. I have a fucking <laughs> newer mic. Rip. But hey, you can you can get your vocal sounding pretty well if it if you really mix it like 
Right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a new mic. I'm trying to get a fucking Audio Technica one because those are Audio Technica. Yes, I've heard good things about Audio. Those are bomb. I have a fucking Audio Technica record player and how like from my vinyls and shit. Hell yeah, Audio Technica. And I need to get some new speakers. You get some headphones. But it's senior year and everything's expensive. I want to graduate. I have to go to school. I have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that's see the podcast. line. You see the line. You see the plan. I need a fucking podcast. I need a podcast. I need someone to fucking ask me questions. This shit is fuck. <laughs> it's uh, um, a night of eyes interview. <laughs> I would just interview. Yeah, my, I, I have a podcast where it's just me. I'm just talking about shit. You're just like it's like it's it's you, but it's like you're just talking to yourself. It's sort of like David Byrne interviewing himself. I would say a lot of shit. I could say a lot of things. Oh man, because you're playing it, you and you play, you play like an alter ego. Now, now that would be pretty. It'd be like JG interviews Injigo. It'd be me just interviewing myself. Ah uh, yes. Now that would actually be a pretty interesting concept to, to there. Maybe like a video or something. I could I can envision something like that. But yeah, on some weird shit. That that is very interesting. Anyways, yeah. Um, you you actually were talking about Audio Technica. I actually have an audio technica abc 400 they're like 50 dollar cans i don't know what the fuck that is but it sounds expensive and fire nah they're like 50 dollar cans but the ones i'm looking at right now are audio technica ath-m70s they're professional monitor headphones they're 260 bucks which i don't have money for so i'm pissed so you know what that means jerry that means you gotta sell your ass on the streets Oh man, that I am not. Really you heard it right here on the night podcast, folks. Jerry the Prodigy is going to be selling selling his ass on the streets. Well, I may as well. E six two one. Here I come. He said. He said. He said. Fuck. He said. Fuck the podcast. Fuck my cartoon. I'm going to sell my ass. That's what he said. Yes, I Whoa. am. I am going to live my life as a prostitute, working for a dollar an hour. Jerry the prostitute. You heard it right here folks, on the night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do okay. You that was, that was a good one. I did not expect that one. That that was that's a good hitter right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good hitter right there. That's a good one right there. <laughs> this man said good hitter. Oh my god, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, going okay. It's I think we a little got, got a little bit of sideline there, but yeah, I would potentially totally. score for my own films and score yeah, for whatever projects it's fun it's fun because then you you know how to fit the tone of what this yeah is. and like you, you have to worry about copyright and clearing samples and shit like that that's it man mm-hmm. it's the worst that sucks i mean it's a bummer to hear that you like taking a hiatus from the music scene because i kind of fucked with your production uh, thank and, you. like, i did notice that you weren't like as active as you were before so i was like ah shit maybe he's just doing his own thing like school or whatnot and you know, yeah. living his life. So that's understandable. I, that means like for a young adult, like sometimes we just can't be on social all the time and we got to focus on our own shit. But that, that did kind of bum me out because I remember like he was, he was packing heat beat after beat <laughs> oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, my workflow when it came to FL Studio. Actually, let me pull up my, since I'm on my desktop right now, let me just really quickly open. You had hella songs. Yeah. Uh, shit, my, my, my hard drive here. And then I remember you told me you said you would never sell your beats because it's like. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that's okay. To the music producers out there, I actually want to really quickly touch upon that. Um, I don't believe in making a profit off of, uh, music, be it beat stars or, or track train or selling 
any of your music to a rapper or selling any of your music to any interested parties. It's, it just takes away a lot of the validity of your work. It's a, it, it, you're just whoring yourself out to corporations and whoever else. And that's not the way you want to go as a musician. As a musician, you want to go up from the grassroots. You don't want to sell yourself out. You, you, you do what well, you want to do everything organically. Think of yourself as like a farmer. Think of yourself like Dr. Dre and his beats. It's all organic. Dr. Yeah, Dre I do everything grocer. myself. So I trust me. I know. I would never. Only thing you're ever going to get from me that's like me basically selling my shit is just stuff that I produce myself. And it has to be from me. Like, there's no middleman. That's the only way you're ever gonna like. Yeah, it. I mean, if it's if it's like on Spotify and you have, or like on a record shop or like. I release it independently, so. Yeah, if uh, if it's like if you're releasing it independently and you're getting a good bit of the cash, then you're right ahead. But yeah, don't cool. don't like sell yourself as don't sell yourself, and you if you do, you're gonna get used. Sort of like a prostitute. Don't don't be a prostitute. Don't prostitute yourself for music. In the music industry. Don't do that, please. Right. I beg of you. I beg of the listener. Don't do that, listener. So, yeah, that's... I, I just quickly, really... I just really quickly wanted to touch on that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. That's basically it. All right. I mean, I think that wraps up the podcast, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a very interesting podcast. Holy shit. That's my favorite ones right now. What the fuck? Thank you. You get to speak on a lot of things that I um I was thinking mm-hmm. like a couple months ago and it's just nice to see that someone was able to get on the same shit that I've been on. But I mean, you wouldn't have been on this podcast if I didn't think you were on the same shit I was on in the first place. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Um anything any last words you'd like to say? Uh, um n- nothing I can really think of. Was, uh, thanks for listening, whoever's listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on the night podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, um, what the fuck was I gonna say? I was gonna say some dumb shit. I'm glad I didn't. I probably I was probably, I was probably about to say some really dumb shit. <laughs> um, fuck. Well, Jerry, I really hope that your cartoon works out. Keep us updated. Tweet at Night of Eyes. Uh, Thank you. If you have any updates on music, if you one day just start uploading music again, let everyone know. Of course, we're down to fucking promo you and shit. We're a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been Jerry the Pride, a prostitute. Um, oh. Oh. oh, Freudian uh, slip. Night of Ice, episode four. My name is Jaden Gear, JG, and uh, Jerry. I, yeah, I, I think that wraps it up. Um I don't know how to I don't know how to end this shit. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's hard having an outro, but you know, it's I, okay, I, here, I, I think make, you should just cut outro. this entire section off. To be I'm gonna make a little outro song right now. Listen, listen. Night of eyes. Doom 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 doom. You just heard Night of Eyes podcast episode four. Featuring Jerry the Prodigy. I mean, prostitute. I mean, what was his name? <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Host, JG. I'm a knight with on the bike. Okay, uh, that wraps up our podcast. Give it up for Jerry the fucking Prodigy.
Fuck yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Hell <laughs> this yeah. outro is so long. Oh my God. Oh, fuck yeah. It's been like three minutes. All right, Jerry. Well, we love you. Yes, and I love you and the listener. Wink, okay. wink. Call me for a good time. Fucking Christ. That ends the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you. Bye, everyone. Fuck.